0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. The $30 a metric ton export tax that Russia intends to impose on wheat exports would not begin until February 15th, extending through June 30th. The dates are important as they are going to try to export as much through customs by that start date to avoid the tax as possible. Their intentions here was to limit exports to ensure domestic supply. I'm confused as to how well this will accomplish that. It gives them incentive to move as much grain out of the country as soon as possible before February 15th. If they are dealing with a short new crop, this may not help their domestic market very much. In fact, it could make a domestic shortage worse. The expectation is that they will put this export tax on and then not be able to take it off again if they harvest a short crop. Even if not now, sometime this would appear to be bullish. December contract expirations Monday traded such ranges that no remarkable continuation objectives were created, with the small exception of soy oil. South American weather continues to develop La Niña-like with hot dry conditions in Argentina and northeast Brazil. The Mato Grosso, which is the top Brazilian soybean producing state, typically avoids the negative impact of La Niña, but this year started out much drier which delayed planting, creating more risk than usual. South America is a long continent with crops grown over enough length of it that weather can't kill them all. I doubted that there was really much interest in negotiating a new trade deal with Brazil, and the talks reportedly broke down. They wanted more access to sell us sugar, and we wanted duty-free access to sell them ethanol. They reimposed a 20% duty on U.S. ethanol. That means that U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer can pretty much wrap up whatever he was doing and start packing up his office. He did an exceptionally good job of getting trade deals done with South Korea, Japan and the USMCA while not letting trade blow up with the European Union and China. I think that he accomplished a lot. Almost no one came through serving this administration untarnished and I would say that Leifizer was the exception. Catherine Tay will replace Leifizer. The American Farm Bureau Federation endorsed her as the choice. She worked becoming an experienced pro-trade deputy at the U.S. Trade Representative's Office and Congressional Trade Committees. There was talk of bringing a joining of the TPP back up. That was a missed opportunity that China is now attempting to take advantage of by replacing us. Tay will need Congress to extend trade promotion authority again. She will have to pick up where they left off with China. Hopefully she can re-engage with Brazil too. The ethanol industry needs that market access. This wave of the pandemic is not only surging in the United States. Other countries that had gotten much better control of the virus are now seeing a resurgence, too. Sweden was the darling of the let's get herd immunity by spreading the virus crowd, is now closing high schools as ICU beds filled to 99% capacity. South Korea ordered schools closed. Russia and Germany recorded record high COVID positive cases last week. Germany built mass vaccination centers in a week. Here in the United States, a color-coded map of the most positives per population brightens the center of the country red from Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Kansas, Western Iowa, Minnesota, the Dakotas to Montana. A month-to-month progression of the map shows the intensity of the pandemic building in the heartland. The aversion to health protocols generated the course of the pandemic in this region. I believe that I am seeing people take the pandemic more seriously here now. I'm careful how I venture out, but there are more masks being worn and adherence to social distancing being done compared to earlier. Maybe jammed local hospitals and 300,000 deaths had something to do with it. Some places require masks that didn't several weeks ago. Hopefully this will have an impact cooling the hot spots. If the public relents, however, the virus will surge right back. China is now doing mass testing of meat imports for COVID-19 after finding residue on packaging. It started with fish but now includes pork. It is slowing things down at ports, delaying customs clearing. The phobia is extending through the supply chain where retailers, restaurants, and consumers are singling out imported products, avoiding them. This is not science-based as the virus cannot live long enough to be infectious on these surfaces. Chinese restaurants are favoring domestic pork. Just what we needed. There is seasonal weakness in Chinese pork demand, but some are worried this is more than that. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com